Hey girl, hey, we are back for season two. I know y'all were probably like, my goodness, when is she coming back? I'm here now, sis. I am here. Listen, I have been on vacation. I am rejuvenated. I am re-energized. And I cannot wait for you all to hear all of the episodes for this season. I have put in, I have been putting in some work. Let me tell y'all, I have been putting in some work behind these scenes and just like for our actual seasons fall winter you know sometimes old things have to fall away so that new things can come so I actually wanted to come on here first to give that before we get into the normal intro that you all normally hear but just know that I am super excited about this season and I would love to hear your feedback because what you're going to hear is that it's vastly different from what you have heard in season one. So stay tuned. All right. Hey, hey, this is Takara and you are listening to a letter to my sister podcast. You are in the right place. If you are raised to be a strong, independent woman who didn't have to depend on anybody for anything, but then you realize there were some lessons that you didn't quite get as you were going along the way. We often go through life the best way that we know how, and we don't even realize that there's a better way. So in here, there will be some raw and real conversations surrounding life lessons about the things that we wish that we had known, maybe about self, love, money, and even our careers. So if you're new here, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and I would love for you to leave a rating and review as well. So now that we've got all that out the way, let's chat, sis. Hey, sis. I decided to change things up a little bit for this season. So what I decided to do is start each episode with a letter specifically to you. So you remember in my intro when I was saying we'll talk about things like love, relationship, money, and even careers? Well, that's what the focus will be for each and every episode. And so all of the life lessons will fall into those four categories. So when I'm talking about self, I'm talking about embracing your authentic and your unique self. There's only one of you. We have one set of fingerprints for a reason. We're all unique. We're all wonderfully made in our creator's image. And when I'm talking about relationships, I'm talking about showing others how to treat you right the first time. And that's not only in romantic relationships, that's in family relationships, that's in your work relationships, everyone that you come across, we need to sometimes show people how to treat us right the first time so that they don't cross any particular boundaries that we have set in place for ourselves. And when I'm talking about money, I want you to understand the power of money and ways to earn it. So often we just think about money as a way to go about our day-to-day as, of course, a way to pay for our expenses. But there is so much more 
to money than just that. I want you to understand the power of it. And I want you to understand that there is more than one way to get it. You may not necessarily want to work a nine to five. So then maybe we can talk about entrepreneurship or maybe we can talk about stocks or maybe you have a creative spirit and there's products that you can sell. So those are the things that I want to talk to you about. And then lastly, careers. Careers is a little bit difficult because at the age of 18, you're basically kind of forced or you're asked, well, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? We don't know what we want to do for the rest of our lives. We hope that we do, but life is ever evolving. Life is ever changing. Circumstances kind of make us do things or change things the way that, in a way that maybe we never quite imagined. But what I want you to do when it comes to your careers is I want you to follow your calling, even if it goes against the grain. There's a lot of us out here who have chosen our careers because that was the one that made the most money or that was the one that was the most prestigious or that was the one that someone else dreamed for us. But it wasn't necessarily one that we had for ourselves. So when we talk about careers, I'm going to do my best to bring on people who has followed their calling. And even if it is a nine to five, these people are still working in the calling that they feel that they had that accommodates their skills, their talents, and their abilities because there's nothing worse than being somewhere for the majority of your day and the majority of your life and you don't even like what you do. When you go to work, you really wanna like what you do. Of course, we won't all have days in which we're just feeling super fantastic about it, but we don't want this to be an energy suck either. You get what I'm saying, sis? Hopefully you do. And like I said, these will all still continue to be raw, real, truth, transparent conversations. And even in this season, I'll be talking about my divorce a little bit more. So I know I kind of hinted around it in season one. I kind of talked about it here and there, but I'll go into depth and I'll share more of my heart with you for this season. All right. So let me tell you what I've been up to so far. And this will be how we continue to proceed. Like I was saying earlier, with seasons, things change. Some old things fall away. Some new things must continue to develop. And for this summer, that's what I chose to do. This summer, I chose just to go out. I chose to have fun. And I chose to do that uninhibited. Because normally what I would have done It said, all right, well, I'm only going to take one trip. And of course, we all know where that trip is. Back home to Detroit. Got to be around family. And usually that's the only trip I take. But this summer, I took several trips. This summer was what I, I titled it, my summer of yes. So if someone invited me somewhere and I know I normally wouldn't do it, or I would try to count up the cost and calculate this and calculate that, I just said yes. So... Not only did I go to Detroit this summer, I also went to Alaska. I also went to Alabama. I did some whitewater rafting. I've been all over the place. You hear me? 
I took so many days off between August and September when it was time for me to go to work. I was like, what is work? Do do I have to get up and go to work? What can I do so that I can live my life, live my days the way that I was living them the entire month of August and half, half of September, okay? Half of September. Of course, going back home is always fun. And what I realized going back home is I didn't realize that I had missed family as much as I did. And it was different because I had not seen family in a long time. Of course, you know, we don't, some some of us don't like to say the P word, so we'll say everything (laughs) surrounding it. So um, in this Ponderosa, in this panorama, in this panini, (laughs) in this thing that we have found ourselves in, I had not been able to see family. And I make it a point to see family every single year. So by this time, I had not seen them since early 2019. So I had gone two and a half years almost without seeing my family in which I'm used to seeing them. So so this is my this is my father. This is my brother. Like practically all of my family is in Detroit. I had seen my mom because she had come to see me for a hot second in 2020. But even still, from the last time I saw her to the time that I saw her again, it was still a year and a half in which, again, I don't go that long without seeing family because family is super, super, super important to me. Like that's one of my core values is spending time with with family. And we just had we just had the greatest time. And I didn't realize also that was kind of the that was kind of like the relief and the recentering that I needed following the divorce or my divorce, should I say, because my divorce was finalized in April. So basically the, the day that my very first episode came out was the day that my divorce was finalized because I needed something else to do. I needed something else to focus on. So this was what I chose to do. But then not only that, just being around, there's just a a sense of I'm home and I am free to be me. I am free to do whatever it is that I want to do. I am free to be, what I tell you about self, uniquely and authentically me. They know me. They have known me since the beginning of time. And my family is just... Super fun to be around. <laughs> it, it is just always, always, always a good time for real, for real. It's just always a good time. And those two and a half weeks that I spent there, it wasn't even enough time. It was not enough time. But I was there for a good reason. Besides, of course, seeing family, my cousin had her wedding reception And again, that was another fun time. We took pictures, of course. That's what you must do. We ate and then we went to 
another party and celebrated my uncle's birthday. My cousin was, my cousin rapped, so he was performing. And unfortunately, though, I completely missed that performance because (sighs) in Detroit fashion, sometimes I do have car trouble. (laughs) When I go home, this time it was not due to a pothole and like some pothole swallowing the whole tire up this time. I had gone through a construction zone and apparently I think I hit a corkscrew type of nail of some sort because I heard something pop. And as soon as I heard, I was like, what was that? And the car was like, oh, low tire pressure, low tire pressure. It wasn't even like, hey, you know, you're at 20 something PSI. This thing was like low. So luckily, I knew exactly where I was and I knew that there was a gas station at the very next exit. So I pull up and I'm like, this is not going to stop the show. We're just going to pull over. Uh, We're going to change the tire out, put the spare in there, throw this thing on and we'll figure it out in the morning. And I'm trying to get this, you know, the the nuts and the bolts off of the tire and it's it's not budging. It's not budging, not one bit. So I said, okay, well, let me go in this gas station. Luckily, there was a super nice gentleman who overheard my dilemma and he decided to come out to see if he could help me. So I guess I just wasn't, you know, putting enough oomph behind it to loosen it all up. So he helped me out. I sent a text message to my brothers and I was like, hey, um, I got a flat tire. This is where I'm at. But, you know, being the Apple family that we are, everyone has my location. And especially since the divorce, I have made sure more people (laughs) know my location because, you know, as I decide to go out here being in another state, another city by myself with no family, I felt it's, you know, important for at least people to know where I am, especially as I go and meet other people, as I go out and just kind of attempt to step my toe in the water in this dating realm to see what's out here. I'm like, it's important (laughs) so that people know where I am. So my brother ended up uh, pulling up on me not too long after I had actually sent him the text message. By that time, the guy had basically had everything loosened up. We had gotten the spare on and we were tightening up the, the bolt for the spare tire. And once we got that going, gave the guy some money, said, hey, I appreciate you, and went on to the party. This was literally like a team no sleep weekend because my other cousin from Florida, she was coming in town just for the reception. So literally she like landed the day before the reception and was gone the day after. Team no sleep. Friday, of course, we had a dinner. Saturday, all day affair. And then when we left my uncle's party, I think it was about 2.30, maybe three o'clock in the morning, something like that. And my cousin's flight (laughs) was the first one. The first one, like her flight was up in the air at six o'clock. So I was like, ain't no way, ain't no way I'm about to lay down because if I lay down, we're not getting back up and she gonna miss that flight. So she came back, took a nap. I came back and did my nightly routine as slow as possible. So, you know, take a shower, wash your face, brush your teeth. Do all that. Maybe even put a mask on. Let it sit for a second. (laughs) Whatever I had to do to stay up so that I could get her to where she needed 
to be on Sunday. And in between that, it was just fun. It was it was just fun. And I was so close to getting another flight to go back home for the holiday because I, I hadn't missed my family just that much, just that much. But it was so good to be around them. And it was just so good to see them. It was so good to party. It was just so good to have fun and just sit in in the presence of family. And I got to celebrate both of my brother's birthdays while I was there. So of course that made it super special as well. And then after that, I probably came back to work for a week. And then I left again to go to Alaska. (laughs) And I was hesitant to go to Alaska because I am looking at the weather. And the weather in Alaska at the end of August is telling me that they have a high of 57. Excuse me, it's still summertime. Why are we doing a high of 57? And then my friend has the nerve to call and tell me they just had snow the other day. Ma'am, ma'am, it is 90 degrees here in Texas. And you're trying to tell me that y'all aren't even in the 70s there? Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) I may not come. I told her, I said, I might have to cancel my trip and uh, go back home because I I refuse to spend my good money during the summer months and be cold. I'm not doing that. And the forecast said it was supposed to rain the entire time I was there. Definitely was not trying to do that. So I said, well, you know what? I'm going to send a prayer up to the good Lord. I'm going to tell him the weather that I need. And I said, Jesus, I needed to at least be mid 60s, lower 70s. I'll accept that. Can we kind of do away with this rain so that I can have a good time? And he delivered. So I did end up taking my little trip to Alaska. And again, I'm glad I went. Will I go back? Probably not. But I'm glad I went and I was able to experience Alaska with my friend. We went to an ice museum. And the cool part about the ice museum is that their bar, well, everything in it, of course, was made completely from ice. But they had a bar that was made out of ice. And we had like little martini glasses. And those were made out of ice. So basically, you could drink your drink. And from there, you could lick your cup if you wanted to or it melted in your hands. But it was cold in there, though. It was... 25 degrees in there. So I wasn't trying to spend too much time in there because I was trying to get back outside and at least this good mid 60 degree weather that the Lord had given us <laughs> to enjoy. I do have to say though, the food was good and we went to this place called China Hot Springs, which was really interesting as well because literally it was hot water. But they say in order for you to get the full experience that you needed to go when it was really cold outside, like negative degrees, because then the steam from the water creates little icicles in your hair and all that. But I was like, I I really didn't come here for for that kind of experience. So I'm going to pass on that. And then we went to the North Pole to Santa's house. I got me like some little um, Christmas trinkets and all those wonderful things. There was some letters to Santa that you could do. They had some delicious chocolate, 
up there, which was great. I was hoping to see a moose or something. Didn't come across them, unfortunately. And I was hoping to see the northern lights while I was there, but I missed that too. Apparently, the lights did show up, but I just wasn't outside at the time. And I even downloaded the app so that I could see it and still missed it. So I guess that just wasn't in the cards for me. But I did get a postcard of the Northern Lights. <laughs> so that will just have to do for my entire trip. And I think the funniest part of the whole trip was that my friend, she had her phone. I saw her with the phone in her hand when we went to this restaurant. We get to the table and it's like all of a sudden her phone has disappeared. I'm like, friend, where's your phone? (laughs) She was like, I don't know. I must have lost. I said, you literally had your phone just a moment ago. We're checking the purse. We're checking her jacket. We're checking the table. We go back up to the front desk. I'm like, friend, I know you had your phone at this table. So she goes, do you think I left it in the menu when the waiter came? And I was like, well, clearly I think she would know if your phone was in the menu. That that sounds kind of odd to me. So we dismissed it. So I said, oh, you know what? You also have an iPhone. I'm going to use my phone to log into your iCloud so that you can ping your phone. So that it could make a noise and that way we'll, we'll know where it is. I have to thank my ex-husband for that because I definitely would, would not have come up with that on my own. So he did make me a little <laughs> technologically savvy here. So we do that and I hear it. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, okay. So we about to fight somebody because somebody done sat up here and took my friend's phone and we're not about to do this today. It goes off. And as I get closer to it, it stops. So I'm like, ping the phone again. She pings it again. And I'm looking at this table. They're looking at me. And I'm like, but it's not at this table. Wouldn't you know it? Her phone is going off where this stack of menus is. (laughs) So now we're shuffling through all of these menus, trying to find her phone. And now three people, three other people have come over the The hostess is there and she's like, what are y'all doing? And I was like, my phone is over here somewhere. I hear it. So we finally get the, I finally find her phone. I go back to the table and we just laugh and chuckle about that. Cause I'm like, girl, how? You put your phone in the menu. So I don't know if any of y'all out there have ever uh, put your phone in the menu, but just know if you do and if your team iPhone You can log in from your other friend's cell phone and ping your phone. (laughs) Should you just so happen to misplace your iPhone. So after that, my next trip. Now, this trip was extremely spur of the moment. It was not planned. What so? Well, let me not say that it was not kind of sort of. Anyway, let me explain. (laughs) I was supposed to be going to see my mom for September and I was supposed to spend like a weekend there but some things had come up in the family and so she ended up in Alabama and I was like oh okay I was like well you know what I have not seen my grandfather 
in a while either. And I had these days off anyway, even though I canceled my trip to Augusta. I didn't retract my vacation days. So let me just drive over there. It's a 10-hour trip. I haven't put my car on the road like that. I can see how it drives. I can see what it does. And two birds in one. So I drive to, of course, you know, my mom is like, well, that's kind of a long way. And I'm like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) She's like, don't you want to fly? Don't you want to take a bus? I'm like, ain't no bus available. I ain't trying to fly. No, thank you. I'm going to just drive. So I drive over there. We spend a few days together. spend a few days with her. I see my grandfather, see how he's doing. And again, it was good to spend time with her. It was good to spend time with my grandfather. And apparently I was like the greatest child in the world. And everyone loved to babysit me because I didn't cry unless I was hungry. So this one person who was just so in love with me as a child My mom decided that we would stop by there, surprise her, because she always apparently still to this day talks about me, but (laughs) from when she babysat me, like when I was a few months old. So when I meet her, she's like, oh, and who are you? And my mom is like, this is Takara, the one you used to babysit. And she's like, oh my God. And she is just so beside herself. And it's, it was almost like she still wanted to hold me (laughs) like the the three-month-old that she met so that was so hilarious it was so funny um and she just kept saying oh just look at the baby look at the baby and I'm like ma'am I am almost 40 years old (laughs) I am almost a full-fledged 40 and she talking about look at the baby but yeah, so that that was funny. And then um, in addition to that, I also discovered that I was two hours away from some other people that I knew. So from a person that I used to go to church with when I was in Germany, and then also another friend that I grew up in Detroit with that I really had not seen him since like, mm, I think maybe 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. So I said, well, this will be the perfect time. It's just two hours away. So I could spend a day or two down in their direction and then head back. So then I did that and I was able to catch up with the lady from church. And it was just so good talking to her and just kind of hearing all the things that, you know, she had been up to. And then it was so good to talk to my friend who I literally had not seen face to face since like 2012. And it's just so cool to be able to catch up on the lives of people and see how your life has just changed from year to year, from decade to decade, because essentially I had known him since I was 14. So like we used to you know, play together during the summers when I was in Detroit and, and all kinds of things. And I was able to meet his sons and we were just able to catch up. And if I had to just put a title on all the events of this summer, I would just literally say that this summer was just all about reconnecting with people and just enjoying the the relationships, the friendships, and all of those things that you have established. And even sometimes, quite honestly, that we tend to 
take advantage of. So this summer just really allowed me to be able to to recalibrate. It allowed me to get back to self, to get back to my unique, authentic self. And it allowed me to, of course, do some introspection, do some reflection and figure out, all right, what do I want the rest of this year to look like? But then also, what do I want the rest of my life to look like from here on out? How do I want to show up in the world as Takara Renee from this point on? What are the dreams and aspirations that I have for me from this point on? And making the adjustments from the divorce, which of course, now there's a a totally different shift because, you know, you've made plans with this person. You've envisioned your whole entire life with this person. You've imagined having your own family with this person. And so when all of that falls away, you then recalibrate and say, okay, so what is the next best thing for me to do now? What's the thing that I want to do now? What are the things that maybe I need to improve on? What are the things that I did not do correctly? But then also, what are the things that I did well? What are the things that I know I am really, really good at? What are are those things? So I was able to do that. And another thing that I did this year was I got a lot, a lot of coaches. I have had a lot of coaching this year, but I am so thankful that this year I truly, truly chose to invest in myself and invest in my future and invest in all the things that I want to do. Because if there's one thing that I do know, I know that I am absolutely worth every single thing that I want. I am absolutely worth Every single thing it is that I desire. And if I don't know how to get it, either one, I figure out what's the next best thing. Or two, I get a coach and I find someone to teach me how to get what I want and how to get where I want. So I invested in a business coach just to kind of get some ideas out of what I wanted to do. I invested in a purpose coach because I said, this is what I know that I want to do. I'm just not quite clear how to get there. I have this idea over here. I have this idea over here, but I'm not sure how to connect the two. And I know it's there. I just, I just need help to figure it out. And when I tell you this coach helped me to figure that thing out and she helped me put that stuff in together line by line by line. I said, my God, this woman (laughs) was able to connect all the dots for me. And that's another thing that I want you to come away with is sometimes we don't know what we need to do. And the, the next best thing for us to do is to get someone who does know 
get someone who can point us in the right direction and get us for where it is that we want to be. Like, even though my marriage did not pan out the way that I wanted to, I still strongly desire to be married. I still have a strong desire to have children. So guess what? How does Takari get there? What did I do well when I was dating 10 years ago? (laughs) What didn't I do well when I was dating 10 years ago? And guess what? Since I have been away from this scene, I'm not familiar with it anymore. Online dating was kind of a thing, but it wasn't as big of a thing as it is now. And because we're in this this panorama, the panini, the ponderosa, the Panda Express, <laughs> because we're in that, it's almost like online, di- online dating is one of the best ways to meet people. So how do I go about showing up as my best self, my unique, authentic self, but still navigating the dating scene properly the way that I want to, to get the results that I'm looking for? You get a coach. There is a dating coach out there, people. Did y'all know that? I did not know that, but let me tell you, that's another investment that I'm so happy that I made because she is teaching me how to ask the right questions because I feel like where we are currently in this dating scene, there's too many games being played. It's like, well, um, if he sends you a text message, you don't want to seem too available So wait three hours before you send a response. Or if he asks you for the first date, um, reject that so that you can seem like you're busy and go on the next one. It's silly. It's so silly. So silly. But that's why I like this coach because she's like, if you want to call, then call. If you don't want to call, don't call. If you want to send a text, send a text. And she's basically like, why don't we just treat these men like regular people. Why do we tend to objectify men sometimes just to be in a relationship? So therefore, if we find out that we don't align or if we find out, well, he said that he doesn't want XYZ and I want XYZ, then we can't continue to communicate. Well, why not still continue to communicate? Because then maybe there are some things that you will learn about yourself. Maybe go on and date with someone who's not necessarily your type. Maybe you'll find out that maybe you need to change your type. Or maybe you'll find out that you need to give other people an opportunity to show up for you. Because again, sometimes we are so independent that we don't even allow people to do things for us. We don't allow people to show up for us. We don't allow people to show appreciation for us and especially in this whole um feminine masculine all these different kind of energies and all that stuff that people are talking about can can we just be ourselves can we just do that can we just heal properly can we be honest with ourselves can we just know exactly what it is, what we want, and just make sure that we align with the people that we choose to interact with. Can we do that? Can we do that? (laughs) 
So I've went off on an entire tangent, but please know we will be talking more about dating and we will certainly be talking um, about the self portion of it and about relationships because I feel like this is so key and so important. And if you haven't realized it by now, I'm literally taking you all on my current journey. So in some episodes, I'll be telling you like where I stand right now as a woman transitioning from being divorced to single to navigating this dating realm. Like I'm taking y'all on this journey because it seems like people go through a divorce and you don't know about it. You don't know anything about it. And then they don't come back until like years later when they're completely healed or whole or whatever, however they may be. But it's like you don't catch those in the moment feelings. You don't know the process it was that it took them to get from one point to the next. And I'm basically telling you all where I am from one point to the next. There are some episodes that I recorded just while I was in the moment of feeling what I was feeling because I wanted you all to feel that. I want to come on here and be as open, as honest, and as transparent as possible because I do believe that as we share our experiences and as we are more open about them, I think that more people can learn from them and they are able to avoid some of the the mistakes or pitfalls that we have fallen into. Or if they do fall into them, they knew (laughs) and they were warned well in advance of what was happening. So I will be talking about me, (laughs) me, 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 and my experience and where I am. So this is it, sis. This is it. This is the end of the letter. And I hope that you look forward to the rest of our letters. I hope that you look forward to every single letter it is that your sis will will write to you. Because like I said, I'm going to tell you the truth about it. I'm going to tell you how I'm feeling about it. And you go know it. Because for all you Bible readers out there, you know, we always talk about being the Proverbs 31 woman and how bomb she is and what a boss she is. But can we just move from Proverbs to Titus? The Titus women are to teach. The Titus women are to instruct so that the younger women know what to do. And again, this is not dedicated just to those younger than me, but this is dedicated to those that don't have the experience that I have. So sis, I love you. Know that there is no other person like you. There is no one like you. There is no one out here that can do the things that you do. Absolutely no one. So show up, let your light shine bright and never dim it for anybody. And I'll talk to you next time.